Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Happy Thursday. As you may know, we are coming around the bend, the last three episodes of our special summer series called Ennea Summer 2020. The Enneagram is a tool we love around here to help us know ourselves better and love our people better. It's just a tool, one of many that can help with personal growth, but one that we find really interesting and helpful here at That Sounds Fun. It has been such a joy and an honor and just a real treat to hear your feedback so far on the first six of the nine shows. Hearing your thoughts about the different numbers and your connection with their experiences has just, oh, it just means the world to me. So I'm so grateful y'all have enjoyed them so far. And today, I think you will as well. On the show today are our Enneagram Fives. And the music in the background is from our good buddy, Ryan O'Neill, better known as Sleeping at Last. He's created a song for each Enneagram type. And what you're hearing now is the Enneagram Five song. So make sure you head to Spotify or Apple Music to hear the whole thing, including the lyrics. It will really add to your experience and deepen your knowledge of fives. It's really beautiful. This year, our Enneagram Fives are Winston and Haley. Our Enneagram Five shows always blow me away with what fives know and share. And today, that is true, too. Haley and I are newer friends. Winston is like family to me and just a very close friend. So this was fun to see them meet each other and hear both of their perspectives. Remember, we do have an Enneagram 5 show from Ennea Summer 2019 with my friends Goose and Emily, if you want to go back and hear that one as well. But before we meet and get to know Winston and Haley, our buddy Seth Abram, y'all adore him. I get it. Me too. He's our favorite Enneagram expert and host of the Fathoms podcast. He's going to give us a quick overview of what we should know about the fives. All right, Seth, welcome back. Let's talk about Enneagram fives. Let's do it. They are some of my favorites. Let's go. Tell me, give me kind of a flyover on fives. So any type five is the point of the Enneagram that represents the thinking mind's capacity for wisdom and understanding and and deep knowing, actually, and sort of this mental discovery, Mm -hmm. if you will. Uh, So people who lead with type five, they really have this natural ability to be able to think through things and discover new ideas. And there's often this sort of intellectual curiosity that they use their mind to illuminate. They want to illuminate the thing behind the thing to figure out how it works. Yeah. Yeah, so, so fives are cerebral and they're perceptive and they're inventive. And this is really one of their big gifts they, they offer the world is sort of this mental, this heavy mental lifting of mining for deeper truths like E equals MC squared. Right. You know, I, I don't know if we would have that if we didn't have fives, you know. That's right. So, you know, at their best with their really generous hearts when they're at their best, you know, they, they invite us into wisdom. But the issue for fives comes when they start to feel like they're losing contact with this innate gift of wisdom. And so... They've got to recreate it and, and uh, manufacture it. And they do this by amassing more and more information and knowledge because then they start to see the world in light of strictly observing and thinking about things. And this means they're disconnecting from any real contact with the world, like physical and emotional contact with the world. Yeah, and when you, you, know, when you disconnect with the, from the contact with the world, you really need your heart and you need your body to ground right. uh, informing what you just know, right? So if you, the funny thing is, is if you leave your body, you leave the energy that you need to, to be in the world, right? Yes. That's where we're physical, yeah. you know? So yeah, so you they start to really withhold and uh, themselves and, and really don't have as, as great of a ability to live life, you know, this wow. lived experience. Yeah. Uh, so knowledge is power and, and knowledge is how they feel safe and how they contribute in the world, which is great, but it can be really difficult for them to, to not know and to admit that mm-hmm. because this is how they belong in the world. Mm-hmm. This is how they belong by offering what they know. Yeah. 
And so they start to believe this, this conditioned story of um, the world's invasive and it demands too much of me and I've got to limit myself and my resources and my energy. And, uh, you know, they start to substitute feelings for analytical knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and really it's th- less expensive. Oh, my gosh. For their souls. Yeah, because yeah, um, emotions are endless. I yeah. don't know how to figure out emotions. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, they begin to withdraw into the safety of their mind or yeah. um, their mind palace. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. So so fives are ultimately motivated by this need to feel capable and mentally competent and gather no- knowledge and avoid scarcity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why do we need fives in our lives? Yeah, I think they really inspire us with their original thinking. Yeah. Um, their vision. It's They can be quite eccentric. And we, we really need that. It's, it, it's tricky based on the, the culture you live in. But man, there's something prophetic about them, I really believe. Mm. Also, I think fives can sort of be your resident expert. Yep. You know, they tend to have like this body of knowledge that nobody else knows about, like yeah. our mutual friend Jason, who I've, I've called so many times that I because I know he's done all the reading up on something, like some <laughs> philo- philosophical idea or whatever. Yeah. And I could buy a book and read up on it, and like I usually do, or I could just call him and get a five minute yeah. spark notes, yeah, you know? Yeah, because it's already there. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. I also think they offer us objectivity. Um, like when I'm in this heated place and I can't figure out, like, uh, uh, last year, a friend called me and said, "Hey, uh, you want to go to onsite tomorrow?" And I said, oh, "Yes." I yeah. don't know how to figure this out. It's so <laughs> last minute, I have all the responsibility in the world. And so I called my buddy Jason, and he had so much objectivity yeah. to help me figure out how to make a, a, a choice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why does the world need fives? Yeah, I think you know, uh, innovation and inventiveness. Again, I think yeah. of of Albert Einstein. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think this benefit of going slow. Yeah, they need to process. They need to think through things. They need to make sure they're ready to be in the world after they're confident about what they know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go slow, and that's a really good thing. But also think of solitude. Solitude is vital. Mm-hmm. Blaise Pascal who says yeah. um, all of all of our issues stem from our inability to sit quietly alone in a room. And so they're the best at sitting quietly alone in a room. You know, it can be isolation, you know, for unhealthy vibes, but solitude, man. Yeah. Yeah. What should we listen for in this conversation with Winston and Haley? Not all fives are super intellectual, but you might hear that. Yeah. Content focused, I think, and also factual. Yeah. Analytical and even sometimes just straight up literal. Like I'll say something and I I didn't actually mean it literal, but (laughs) for some reason you're hearing it that way. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they're really careful about choosing the words. Yeah. They really are. Sometimes they're a bit void of emotional content um, because they're they're lang- or analytical, you know, mm-hmm. in what mm-hmm. they're what they're sharing with you. you yeah. Sometimes you can ask a five what they're thinking. They'll share. They'll tell you what, what they're feeling and they'll tell you what they're thinking. Right. Yeah. Um, but there's there's a, probably a tendency to go deep into a body of knowledge, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. I'm gonna I, try yeah. to spark each of them in something that makes them deep dive, so we can just <laughs> see it. <laughs> I love that. And then I think finally, hopefully, what you hear is generosity of heart yeah yeah the sharing of themselves uh that's great okay how can we keep up with you yeah um i think you can find me if it's still up and running no it is (laughs) uh integrated enneagram on instagram and fathoms.enneagram so here is a really special conversation with our enneagram fives winston and Haley. That's the sound that we're going. Wow. <laughs> you fives. Fancy. I know. I'm so glad you are here. Haley, the first thing you said when you walked in the room is what? Say it again. It was more of a noise. <laughs> you, asked, you asked if I was ready. I was like, hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But when you walked in the studio, you said it's like an interrogation oh, room. Oh, in here, yes. Yeah, you have like two cameras pointed at me, and there's not one behind me, so I'm a little... Right. There's probably a one-way window in here somewhere as well. Yeah, between us. Yeah, it's, y'all can't yeah, see. No, yeah. yep. there is not. But y'all, the joy of doing this series is that I get to watch two people who've never been in here come in here and everyone says something different at the start and no one has said this looks like an interrogation room until you half the people don't notice that there's video cameras i i think i've been watching too much law and order or something maybe being home i've had a lot of time may have so. done that right we'll see. um well both of you fives i want to particularly thank you because i know this is out of the comfort zone of fives to take your life a little bit public. So I promise we won't talk about your last names. I promise we won't say where you live. We will just post your picture <laughs> and say who you are. So Haley, start. Will you tell us who you are, just your first name, Okay. Uh, what you do, marital status, kids, all that kind of stuff, so people can kind of put you in a bunch of boxes. Okay. Does that feel good? Yeah. Uh, my name's Haley. I am a property and casualty insurance underwriter. Oh, what a great job for a five. Um, yeah. Oh, I learn something new every day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I went to school for PR, but, you know, we just oh, do what we can. That's right. Whatever happens. That's right. Um, I am single, and I live in Nashville with my dog, Benny. Oh, that's nice. You have yeah. a dog. What kind of dog? Uh, Havanese. Like a little 12-pound fluff ball. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. Did you know what that was when she said it? No, I didn't. I didn't, actually. No, I don't know But I like Benny. Yeah, yeah. That's cute. That's yeah. Um, okay, we're going to talk more about your job. That's fascinating. <laughs> Winston, tell us who you are. Uh, I'm Winston. Uh, I live in Nashville for the past 10 years, been married 10 years, have a five, three, and an eight-month-old at home, and I do real estate. So I have a real estate brokerage and um, do whatever comes my way, which is mm-hmm. buy, sell, build. Yeah. It's I a mean, big I, business. As soon as you came in, I wanted to show you all the building things about our office. Like, Winston, we did this. We did this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Looking. <laughs> uh, it's, it's it's beautiful. Do you walk You don't need my affirmation, it, but it's really nice. It's really nice. Um, do you walk into buildings? And Haley, do you walk into buildings? <laughs> Winston, do you walk in and see like, I wonder how this was built? And Haley, do you walk in and go like, what kind of insurance does this place need? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I basically try to judge how old a building is based on how it smells. Right. So a smell can tell you. Wow, this is, wow. A, this is definitely huh. a... What was your guess on the age of building. our building? Did you, gonna, do you put a year to it? I'm going to go 70s. Oh. But I have no idea. I don't know I'm either. I'm just saying, I like to just... Wow, okay. Yeah. This, it has a. It already has character to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very nice way to say it. <laughs> no. It's, Haley, when you walk into a building, what do you think? Uh, how many ways can this person get sued? Really? Yeah, I oh, look yikes. for... <laughs> don't tell me. Slip, trip, fall, exposures, all the... Yeah. That's what I do every day. Wow. Winston yeah. and My his ankle wife. just started hurting. Share? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you what words to say on the phone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's terrifying. Haley's dangerous. Yeah. Haley's a dangerous oh, friend to keep on, the, on your good side. That will be my goal. Haley, tell me about your kind of your journey with Enneagram and how you knew you were a, identifying as a five. I tried to think of when I first heard about it. I think it was 2015. My mentor in college uh told me about, you know, a personality test called the Enneagram, and he gave me a book to read um, on it, to which I did not have time for. Yeah. I was taking 24 credit hours at the time. I was like, you want me to examine my mind, my how I act? No, that's just, that's <laughs> not interested. No. <laughs> so I lied, and I told him I was a four. Oh, wow. You I, picked it out of? I just picked a number. I didn't even read about it. Yeah. I just gave him, the, I was like, yeah, I think I'm a four, and then just left it. Uh, for about a year. And then um, I was living in New York City 
and why? Work, um, I used to work in theater advertising. That was my pre-Nashville. Really? What shows? Yeah. All of them? Um, so we worked on, we had like Phantom, uh, the Disney shows, Wicked. Um, I did mainly the new shows that were coming to Broadway. So I'd, I'd pitch new Broadway shows. Um, and then I did partnerships for the Tony <gasps> Awards. What a super cool job to have before you were here. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't ever plan to go into I just moved to New York and I was like, huh, the arts, there are jobs in that. Let's do that. Okay. And yeah. Wow. Okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Keep going. So you lied. Okay. So yeah, I lied. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and uh, I finally decided it was time to kind of see what the Enneagram was all about when I had the emotional capacity to do so. Um, and that was in New York. I had a lot of time in my hand, a lot of subway writing to yeah. read a book. Yeah. And I remember reading through like the numbers up to five, up to five, just thinking like, maybe there isn't one for me. I don't know. I'm kind of mm. weird. Like, we'll see. Um, and then I read the five and I think one of them was like, um, when I heard the investigator aspect, I was like, Oh, yep. That's, yeah. that's me. Cause I will stand. If it's a crowded room, I will stand in the corner and I'll just, I'll just people watch. Really? Yeah. Like if you see me at church on Sundays, it's not that I don't want to talk to anyone, but I'm just having a great time watching people. You're just observing everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just collecting information. Yep. As y'all do. Winston, how did you start identifying as a five? I feel like the Enneagram just started to take over in different circles of life all of a sudden. So <laughs> yeah. I don't even know when it was. But my most memorable moment was I actually haven't read a book front to cover on it. I've just picked it up through pieces of conversation and circles of people. Um, but there's a page in Road Back to You that says what it's like to be a four, what it's like to be a six. And so I read what it's like to be a five and it's statements. Yeah. You know, there's probably 20 of them. And right. every single one, I was like, yep, yep. Really? Yep, Just yep. like, oh. That's, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's me. So um, that's how I started to realize it. And then, you know, then I, then I wanted to research it, of course. Right. So I wanted to go see and take a test and figure out all of the strengths and weaknesses and, um, kind of resisted being put into like the box of a five like oh you know th- you know that's over there nice and neat and he's yeah. a five and then that person's a four but so I don't want it to be a box or a badge necessarily but it's mm. very true to who I am so. yeah so tell me I mean it, because at this point people have listened to a lot of any summer 2020 shows but there are still people who are like I don't know about this thing what made you even buy in at all and agree to even like consider yourself a five. I think there's a lot of power in knowing yourself. Hmm. And I think it's more than a trend. I think it's more than just, oh, take a personality test so we can have conversations over dinner about it. Um, there's there's a certain power in starting with who you are and telling you, you're telling yourself that, like the truth about your unique design. And you can grow once you know exactly what that is. So I've done it just out of curiosity and knowing like this is going to allow my you know, allow me to grow as a person. That's really, mm. that's really my motivation. Oh, wow. Um, plus I do like to research. So I like to, I like to figure it out and feel like I know kind of the tendencies of, of each. So, yeah. So yeah, it was more of a curiosity thing. Y'all directly mimicked the 2019 NES summer fives where the female Emily didn't bring paper, but oh. the male goose brought his, <laughs> just like you what paper? typed up. No, no, no. You gave me go. this. You gave me the <laughs> Oh, questions. it's bolded. Oh, yeah. Oh, you formatted. Wow. Okay, guys. Well, not, sorry. That wasn't like a, a judgy wow. That was if more of a listener, like. If the listeners feel like I'm scripted, they can turn it off right now. I'm giving right. them permission. Y'all can walk away right now. You don't. Have I read to all of that so naturally. 
No, I just think I did. But But did you? But you also told me you practiced last night. I've practiced with two people. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Based on the questions I sent Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Tell me what happens in a because I'm about to do it to you right this second. But I mean, we're going to go through these. But I mean, what does a five feel when you get a question that you haven't gotten a chance to think through? Fear. Fear. (laughs) That's what Uh, I can. I mean, it's it's really funny. This is but. If I feel like I'm going to have to be called on in a classroom or in a meeting or whatever, like I'm already thinking about what I'm going to say. If I feel like I'm going to, I might get called on to pray. Uh huh. I will seriously. Oh my gosh, Haley's face. Her I will seriously so have already thought about what I would pray for. Wow. So there is a, when you ask that, it's, it's a deep fear of not knowing mm. the answer. And there's just always a fail safe of like, I'm going to have something ready because I'm not going to not have an answer if someone calls on me to pray does mm-hmm. that ring true to you too i mean your eyes oh, yeah. being popcorn saucers. prayer is my least favorite thing in the world <laughs> <laughs> popcorn reading in fifth grade was that a problem i don't know if we did that okay no I but just, when you know when you but, take another every other paragraph yeah mm-hmm. and you count, oh, the, they count the people in the circle yes. to know i'm going to my paragraph i'm gonna make sure there yeah, ain't yeah, a word yeah. in there that i can't <laughs> read yes and that i i took i went to a christian high school and you're reading the old testament and you're like i don't know this name how do i say this yeah so just I mean, in seventh grade, I said preface instead of preface, and everyone laughed. And I was like, how am I supposed to know? That is the word face. (laughs) It says preface. Why would I supposed to know that's preface? It's hard to bounce back from that. But were you fine after, though? (laughs) I mean, did you brush it off? Yeah, because the bigger memory that year is a kid who threw up on a girl in front of me. And so the bigger memory of that particular class in seventh grade is when someone Everybody forgot about preface after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know preface, (laughs) but everybody else remembers that guy puking on that You can't always count on him. Though. So like yeah, you, you can't always count on the that's guy right. that's gonna yeah that's gonna throw up on the girl. It just mm-hmm. got worked out right that way. Mm-hmm. Um, just for your brains, we're gonna skip around. We're not gonna go in direct order of the list you have, but I would love for you to talk about. Tell me a little bit about your each of your experiences during quarantine. What it was like to not go into work as much or if at all. I mean, you said you haven't turned your work phone on since March. Yep. Oh. Um, so start with you, Haley. Tell me a little bit about what was your experience over the spring of 2020. Yeah. So in March, when everything started to kind of blow up a yeah. little bit, um, I was traveling. Uh, so I you was, travel a lot for your job. Uh, I normally travel a lot within Tennessee, but this time I was actually flying. I was in Richmond, Virginia, okay. which required me to go to, through the Atlanta airport. Oh, and right. so when I like the week before it was a week after the tornado, mm-hmm. it was, you know, I was going to travel for work and everyone's saying, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Just it was wild. Yeah. Um, and I, the our, last time I was in BNA was March 13th. And I remember walking out of the airport just being like, I don't know when I'm coming back here. Yeah. And that was crazy. Um, and then just kind of the research aspect set in. Like when I was not working during that trip, I was reading news articles. I was on the World Health Organization website. I was trying to figure out what is this thing? Because it, there was a ton of information just coming at you, and it was people said different things, and so I was diving in to try and see what statistics I could find uh, based on what happened in China and then what was happening in the United States. It just so. Why I, do you need to know all that? So I can emotionally prepare if something bad happens. Okay. So for me, it's knowing like, okay, this group has a bad experience. Like I have asthma, so for me, I was just kind of preparing myself to know. What's going to happen if I do get sick? What do I need to look out for? What do I need to have ready to go? And 
just being ready for that and having that info and then also educating the people around me of like, hey, I, I can't come. I, I have to cancel this plan. Mm. You can't come over. Yeah. You can't sit on my couch. Like, right. um, And so the start of quarantine was just, it was a more fear-based thing because it was the unknown. Yeah. Um, and then as quarantine went on, I got better and like friends would come over and we'd sit on opposite ends of my porch, six yeah. feet, more than six feet apart, um, and like eat dinner or just hang out for a little bit. And that, that really helped. But were you able to work from home? Yes. Okay. So, so you kept working the whole time. Yeah. I got back from yeah. Richmond and I immediately went to working from home. They closed the okay. office down and I doubt we go back in. I, I don't even know if we'll be back in, in 2020. Really? Y'all are still working from home full time. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it's all the music industry. We just aren't because there's you know it's small. five of us. Yeah, it, that that works out well. We're, we just switched last year actually to an open concept office with the like lower cubicle walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they regret that now because uh, <laughs> we used to have like six foot tall. Yeah, you know the standard office yeah. setup. But I I think I figured out pretty quickly in quarantine that introvert does not mean that you don't need to be around people. Mm. Would you consider yourself an introvert? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, it was at first people would joke with me like, oh, you're probably so good at this. And yeah. I'm like, actually, no, I don't think anyone's ever been intended to live like this, yeah. which we haven't. We're meant to live in community. Yeah. And so for me, it was how do I keep this understanding of community that I've grown to know and love um, post-college and that state without going back to how I was before where I was like, eh, I don't really need to be around people. Right. And so it's just been that, yeah, that balance. What about you, Winston? What was, I mean, wife and three kids and a dog. Oh, man. There's a lot of people at home. Yeah, yeah. Quarantine for me, it's kind of, it kind of was a, it was a process. Mm -hmm. So at the very beginning, I would say that I absolutely flourished in it. Really? Yes. I didn't know what was going to happen. And like Haley, like you're just kind of waiting on the next press conference and everybody's just kind of waiting. Uh-huh. But but I, I say flourish because a, a lot of my emotional health is based on my energy. So if I, I literally will kind of plan out my day based on where I need to spend my energy. Like what'd you do today different because you were having to come do this? I literally thought I'm going to be talking for a couple of hours on a microphone. So if I've got meetings that day, I need to watch myself. Because it oh, will it will okay. drain it'll drain me out if I had yeah. a bunch of one on ones with people or meetings or like right. a lunch with somebody. By the time I get, I might, I might not make it to two o'clock, right? And it, but right. I will. But it's just not. I'm just not as good. So like, yeah. my you'll get the best me at nine a.m. or whatever. Sure. So what happened was everything shut down. So I didn't have any social demands. Right. I didn't have anybody that needed me necessarily from a work standpoint. It was still there, but it wasn't like they could just you know, come in and say, hey, you know, whenever they needed to. Mm-hmm. And so life just kind of got way simplified. And and when that happened, I thought, oh, this is the way that it's supposed to be. You know, yeah. like this is the way it's supposed to feel. It's like Mayberry. And nobody's asking you to, to do, you know, dinner three, four nights that week. And <laughs> you're, not even going, you're not even going to church. Like yeah. you literally were just with your family at home yeah. and everybody was doing the same thing. It was a bizarre time of life. Like yeah. the strangest thing I've ever experienced. Then what happened was I started to realize that self-isolation is also kind of the antithesis to my emotional health. So okay. a five, yeah, like Haley, yeah. a five in the unhealthy can just be the owl in the tree that never comes out. 
and never engages another an owl in a tree. another That's species a great way to like so self-isolation is not a good thing for a five. The, right. You know, we should be moving towards an eight, actually, which is more engagement, more care, more, you know, consideration for other things, other people. Yeah. So I started to, to realize that and and pick up on it and make some certain changes to, to just you can't isolate for forever. It's not good for you, and right. especially for a five. So that was kind of my experience. Uh, talk a little bit, Haley, about what, I mean, what Winston said, I think is so key for my friends who identify as fives is the thing about energy mm-hmm. and having enough resources in you to do the things you need to do. Are you the same way? Do you kind of think through your day or your week to make sure you'll have enough energy for the whole thing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I took this whole afternoon off, so I was off work two hours before coming in here just yeah. so I knew I'd have some time to, I don't know, unwind from the work day. But also, I mean, there's... I don't really like to commit to things too far in advance because then what if like I committed to this social event, but it's two weeks away and I don't know where I'm going to be like Sunday afternoon, two weeks from now. Uh-huh. 100%. Really? And so oh, yeah. I love yeah. a good, a little bit of spontaneity because <laughs> if I want to say yes, I'm ready to say yes and I can go right there. Yeah. So I, I start to get nervous if my wife and I make one-off um, social or calendar decisions over a certain amount of time. And I, and I think, okay, hold on. Can, you, can we run back through what our next two weeks looks like? Because we've said yes to some stuff and I'm starting to get a little, yeah. can I, can we do it all? Can I do it all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but to her, who's an Enneagram three, there is no end to it. Like it's actually, it's actually like plugging into an outlet for her. It is. Right. When the calendar's busy. It is game time and <laughs> recharge. And I'm the complete opposite. It's crazy. But, but I totally, I, I identify with that. It's so impressive that threes can do that or really any other number I <laughs> yeah. think is anyway. able to do that. Well, I think it's really impressive that y'all y'all are healthy enough in your fiveness that you are thoughtful of your energy versus running out and losing it on someone or withdrawing whatever your preference is Mm -hmm. of how it goes so i just think i think one of the most important things when we are thinking about our five friends is remembering that they start with the battery lower than a lot of people a battery level lower not that you'll Mm -hmm. have less you you just have a you know you're, mm-hmm. You start at maybe 70% and all day long you're thinking about how do I not get to zero? Because mm-hmm. if I'm going to be there for someone, I'm I'm fully invested in it. I'm not yeah. just going to go halfway. Yeah. But yeah. you have to have the energy reservoirs to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've I've been with a friend before and she was at my house and she looked over at me and she goes, you're done, aren't you? And it, apparently there's something in my eyes just like shut down and she was like, it looks like no one's home. And I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Did she leave? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if if you want to know if we're good friends, then the the litmus test for that is if I've fallen asleep on you, like at eight thirty. Uh huh. At, at well, then at your check. House. So done. I, you, know, you have fallen asleep. I've been I at will, your house on the I other couch. Just, yeah. It, it literally is like my mouth won't. It just won't move again. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm out. Yeah, I've played closing time to get people out of my house before. <laughs> After it was a Super Bowl party, and there were people I didn't know well, so I didn't want to be like, "Hey, just oh, get out!" My gosh. I I played closing time. Oh, that's very funny. And they left. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. They thought it was funny. <laughs> so, what are you most afraid of? What is what is really scary for fives or for you? You have it written down. Do you want to <laughs> you want to go first? Um, yeah. I mean, we we touched on it, and and it is the feeling that I won't be able or have the answer or that I'm worthy, which is a different level of that fear. Um, but basically that I won't be able to figure something out. 
If you bring me a problem and I don't have a way to walk you out of it, you know, that could be emotionally or like a, a physical problem or a business problem. I, I my, my greatest fear is to get called on and mm. and not be able to use what I've what I do every day, which is research, gather info because it's a self-protection strategy. So I, I am I am constantly researching and gathering things to put into my you know, my bag of of wisdom yeah. and knowledge so that I don't have to be, you know, exposed that I'm oh, not wow. going to have what it takes to get what you need. Wow. Um, so it's a total self-preservation. It's, it's all subconscious. You just you're you're gathering things so that you can have the answer and, and not be seen as, oh, they said preface, right? I mean, it's <laughs> right. that, but it doesn't like, hit, it doesn't the hit you life, the same preface. way. It's a, it's a very, it's a different fear for me. Mm-hmm. I think that would be kind of conceptually what I would call my biggest fear as it relates to the Enneagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you say, Haley? Yeah, just looking stupid. That's, really? that's the worst thing that could possibly happen, like ev- whether it's in a class or just a conversation with people. I'm constantly kind of thinking like, where's this conversation going? And do I need to dig deep into my archives to figure out like what we're talking about? Wow. And normally I, I read the news a lot. So I, and I've, I go down Wikipedia holes sometimes if I'm just bored on the computer. And so I have a bunch of random information, but what if the random information I've collected isn't enough at that moment? Um, or if someone oh wow, because then you've done the work and you still don't have what you need. Exactly. Or if someone I love Gosh. is in like a hard spot and I don't have the answer to that. That's the worst. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you agree mm-hmm. with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I would imagine that there would be. This may not be the right word, so y'all can correct me. But there would be shame. You would feel shame if, if you had thought you'd collected all the information you needed, and then someone needs something and you don't have the resource they need. Totally. Mm-hmm. Shame, shame and failure and, oh, I, I just don't have what it takes, Yeah, right? Okay. I, I must not have done what I should have done to get this, you know, through or to satisfy that person or the, the problem. Are you thinking about that all the time when you're reading and when you're collecting information, when you're learning? Are you thinking about, I better have everything in my bag? I don't, I don't think it's that okay. blatant. Like, I'm not that aware of it. Yeah. Because I would like to think that I'm also at the same time balancing that out with, okay, it kind of is what it is Yeah. at a certain point. You can relax at a certain point. You can say, ah, you know what? I don't know, and neither do you, you know? And <laughs> we're all just trying to figure this out together. And so that pressure just gets kind of relieved. So I, I think depending on the areas of life, you know, the higher the stress, the more that I'm going to think about it that uh, blatantly, right? So like mm. the higher the the higher the stakes, the more it's going to be front of mind. And so I would al- I will also kind of prioritize how important is this, mm. and it'll be kind of linear. It'll have a linear relationship to how much effort I'm going to put into self-preserving. Oh wow! So like this podcast, you know, I've been putting in the hours to prepare. I'm kidding. <laughs> Could be a complete failure if you're going to ask me how to spell preface. But Yeah, what if I have a whole different set of questions? I know, I know. So, I but, but does that make sense? Yeah. It's, it's a it's a proportionate thing. It's a, yeah. it's got a relationship. So, it's not every day, but it is it is it is to the extent of the stress of the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't as a 7, I don't know that I think about proportions at all like that. 
So I'm hearing you and you're saying, does that make sense? And I'm like, I mean, conceptually, 100%. I understand what you're saying. I do not know how you live like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The greater the risk, the greater the research, in my opinion. That, okay. That, that's uh, my job. Uh, hey, there yeah, you go. That's, that's true. My but I mean, to kind of go off what you were saying, someone told me that ignorance is only your fault until after you've discovered that thing. So like if I'm, I mean, I'm ignorant of water skiing because I can't water ski to save my life and I don't yeah. know how to do it. But if I go out there and I'm just like, eh, I'm ignorant and then I just flop into the water and don't even try to learn or go farther, then that, that then then it's on me. Mm-hmm. But so if someone asks me a question about something and I don't know, this is what I have to do in my job a lot is like, I don't know the answer, but I'm going to go find out and I'll get back to you. Okay. I mean, did you pick your job? Why did you pick your job? <laughs> Going from theater marketing yeah. in New York, which you know we're big fans of Wicked around here because we've had the witches on. But uh, not real witches. We've had Alphaba <laughs> and Glenda on just to be it's clear. It's okay. I've seen it a few times. Yeah. Um, gotcha. What made you pick this kind of job? Did it just feel like such a sweet spot? I kind of fell into it. I got to the point with marketing that it wasn't the stability that I wanted. And I realized that I mean, there comes a point if you're living in New York that New York is either your dream come true or if you're not in it, it's time to go. Mm. And it's not that's not a bad thing. Leaving New York is not a bad thing. I made it there like did fine. And then you can make it there. You can make it anywhere. Literally. Yeah. And then I went to go make it in San Antonio, Texas. So uh, you there between here. Oh, I've moved 15 times since I've graduated high school. Well, Winston, what would you like to say about that? (laughs) That that adds a whole level of Haley that I did not know. Did you research every single one of those moves before you did it? Um, Yeah. And I get to the point kind of where I trust myself when I've hit the level of research that I need. So like the New York decision, I was living in DC. I was interning in DC. That was not like a permanent move. Um, And I didn't know where I wanted to go just yet. And so I was like, let's go try New York. So I moved without a job or a place to live longer than three weeks. But I figured out those three weeks and I had a plan for those three weeks. Yeah. You've That's moved 15 times since mm-hmm. high school. But now I've bought a house, so I'm and not you're going anywhere. In your you early 30s? I'm 25. 25. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought you were such a grown-up. No, you're tra- 25? <laughs> You've moved 15 <laughs> times since high school and you're 25? This is when it really throws people. Well, I, I changed colleges, so I've lived in Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Washington, D.C., New York City, uh, back to San Antonio to Nashville. Um, and I had five apartments in New York because you have to like yeah hop around for a little bit until you find a place. Unreal. Unreal. Wow. Yeah, it's the best thing I <laughs> never want to do again. <laughs> 25 and you've moved that many times. I turned 26 next month. You're so much more counts. mature than 25. I would have never guessed you're, obviously, I thought you were 30. I thought you were. Most people do think that. Grown. It's okay. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like, a, uh, no, not. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> okay, so you're t- it's okay. So that's how you got here. San Antonio in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then here. Yeah. What made you pick Nashville? It was kind of like the move to New York. I just, in my gut, I was like, you know, let's go. I mean, San Antonio was a harder city for me to live in because yeah. I was mourning New York. And that's just like when you leave New York, you compare everything to New York. So yeah. I was comparing my church, my friends, all of that. Just not, it wasn't going well. Yeah. And a job opportunity opened up in Nashville. And I was like, I'll take it. Let's yeah. go. And I knew one person here. You, wow. you know, it's a real like mind twister for me. <laughs> a five in New York. 
Oh, it's oh. the best. No, because you you're bragging on it, and I'm over here thinking, what is she, is she tr- seriously a five? <laughs> you can cry on the subway, and no one will <gasps> and say nobody's. <laughs> so it's a ton of people, but nobody notices. Nobody notices you, and I know that sounds like sad and depressing, but no, it's actually great. it's beautiful, and it's you're you're surrounded by people. You get to people watch. Yep. You're always learning new things because you're going to meet the strangest people on planet Earth. Yeah. Which is great. And yeah. So, so I heard this about the five one time and it said, I, I didn't say that I wanted to be alone. I said I wanted to be left alone. I call it social alone time. Okay. So if you put that to, if you put that. Uh, I didn't say I wanted to be alone. I wanted to be left alone. So I yeah, want to be yeah. in this room. Just mm-hmm. don't come talk to me. Yeah. Just yeah. don't ask me like, how was your day? <laughs> you know? Oh, please don't small talk me. <gasps> really? Do y'all both hate small talk? Uh, yeah, You're, I don't know if that's an Enneagram Five thing. I mean, we have to. Yeah, we have to adapt. Like, right? You have to be people. We're just. Oh, you have to go to parties. I'm not going to yeah. walk up. Do we? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I had to. I had to ask about the New York thing because I, I haven't been able to crack that code yet because mm-hmm. I resist it. But that makes more sense. Yeah, I mean, if you if you go, I mean, I loved it because here in Nashville, you're sitting in traffic for an hour because I commute to Franklin, and you're sitting in traffic for an hour. You have a podcast. Yeah, that's great. But in New York, you can have a podcast and a book going at the same time. And people watching. And people watching. Yeah. I've always wanted to live in New York. Uh, And I always think, man, it would be, you just get so much done as far as reading books. and So efficient. Yeah, yeah. It's very efficient. Nashville is not very efficient for me. So that's why I live very close. I live very close to the office because I cannot commute or not. I was not made for commutes Mm -mm. that I have to operate the vehicle. I'll do a commute where I'm riding a subway. A commute where I got to drive, I'm so bored. Yeah. I okay. mean, the times when we got trapped underground with no cell service, I was like, this actually isn't too bad. <laughs> how do you feel about your cell phone? I am interested about how y'all feel about phones. Do you like, do you have to throw it away sometimes? Is it just an information the fact that, overload? The fact that anybody can expect to contact you at any given moment ever, it's really insane. Yeah. Like, if you think about it, you can get the most random, hey, 10 years ago person who can hit you directly? Who can hit on you directly phone. and yep. say, and need or ask or hey, whatever? And and it's that's kind of crazy for a five mm-hmm. to be able to realize. So, you know, I, I think they're they're great. You got you got to move. You know, you got to be efficient and you got to get things done and communicate and provides all of that. Um, but it also requires like twenty four seven stewarding of my energy yeah. again. It's a whole other oh, level wow. of, okay, you know what? I think I'm just going to text everybody back tonight, right? Because I'll, I'll get out of a meeting and there'll be 10 of them. Yeah. This doesn't happen all the time, but randomly it does. And I think, I am so underwater right now and it'll stress mm-hmm. me out. And I'm like, I'm going to skim this real quick, but I ain't in the mood to talk to it. just anybody. You just don't have the energy. I don't have it. Yeah. So I will plan to do it later. Yeah. Same, Haley? Just expect them to deal with it. Yeah. Same. I, I mean, if, if it's an emergency, they'll call me. Yeah. If you really need me that badly, please call me. But, God, if I could have a flip phone. You would. That would be amazing. I would too. I'm a millennial, so I feel like I have really? to have I totally would, yeah. Both of you yeah. would have a flip phone oh. over an iPhone. Well, then maybe you could like say, oh, I, sorry, I didn't get it till. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't see that. You know, Pastor Dave Clayton of I'm at work right now and I'm has a flip phone. He does? Oh. And you have to, it is like, either call him or text him very short amount of words. Mm-hmm. Because there's no paragraphs going to his flip phone. <laughs> yeah. And it is it directions. He prints out directions. 
I mean, the whole, oh, I wow. that's impressive. From, on MapQuest, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> probably on MapQuest. I move too much to not have Google Maps on my yeah, phone. So yeah, to be gonna, fair. <laughs> we're going to keep do. that. Hey, friends, just interrupted this conversation with our fives to tell you about some of our partners that we are so grateful for. As the weather warms up, Rothy's is here to brighten your day with comfortable, washable, and sustainable products. Have you heard about this company making stylish, sustainable shoes and bags made for life on the go? They're carefully crafted with eco-friendly materials like repurposed plastic water bottles and marine plastics. Y'all know I love my Rothy's shoes. Every time I wear them, someone points them out and asks me if they're Rothy's and asks me how much I love them. And I always get to say so much because they are so comfortable, so cute. And I love all the different designs. I mean, I'm like perusing Rothy's website a lot. And so far, my favorites still remain my pink pointy flats. They are just the cutest. But one of the things I love about Rothy's is they come in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns in a range of styles. And they always come with free shipping and free returns, which I think is awesome. But get this, Rothy's has kept over 50 million single-use plastic bottles out of landfills and transformed them into their signature thread, which is the knit into beautiful, sustainable products. That's incredible to me. And don't forget, Rothy's are fully machine washable. Toss them in the washing machine anytime you need a refresh. So check out the amazing shoes and bags available right now at rothys.com slash sounds fun. Again, that's rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash sounds fun. Style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash sounds fun today. And speaking of fashion that we love around here, let's talk about Third Love. Y'all know I'm a fan of Third Love bras. They do bras differently. They believe that every woman deserves to feel comfortable and confident every day with the right kind of support. They help her do this. And every bra is backed by their perfect fit promise. And if you don't love it within 60 days, returns are always free. Listen, I'm just going to get real personal with y'all about how much I love my third love bras. I just got some new ones in the mail. And my gracious, they are so comfortable. They are so strong, but they aren't like itchy and the straps don't slip. I mean, what a dream. What a dream, you guys. Every bra is made for your comfort with memory foam cups, no slip straps, and smooth, scratch-free band with a printed label so it is not itchy at all. And you get to take a quiz. I love it. It's a Fit Finder quiz that you just answer a couple of simple questions, and it gives you your perfect fit in 60 seconds. Over 15 million women have taken the quiz to date. It's actually fun, and it takes less than a minute to complete. And it helps you remember that shape matters as well as size when you're looking for a good fit. And Third Love helps you identify both of those and find the styles that fit your body. And I love this. Third Love donates all their gently used returned bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area and across the United States. So far, Third Love has donated over $15 million in bras. That's so cool. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for each of you gals out there. So right now they are offering my friends 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash sounds fun right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your purchase. Again, that's thirdlove.com slash sounds fun for 15% off today. And now back to the show. Mm. 
Winston, talk for just a minute about being, when you were talking about 24-7 energy, will you talk for a minute about being a dad who's a five? Sorry, this isn't on your list. Talk about being a dad and the amount of energy you have to conserve to be the kind of husband and dad you want to be and have a very important job. If you read the um, what it's like to be a five in The Road Back to You, those statements, it doesn't it doesn't really paint a five in a really kind, like they're like really? they're a super, super, super nice and people person yeah. person. And so I, I think um, a lot of my growth as a dad, like how do I learn how to operate out of my emotion and my body instead of my head? Uh. Because there is nothing happening in the prefrontal cortex of any five-year-old or three-year-old. <laughs> it is all emotion. And, yeah. and they're and, girls. And they're girls. Yeah. And so there's a massive collision of Winston five logic and five and three-year-old girl emotion. And it is <laughs> right. it can be madness. It can yeah. be madness. And yeah. so it has stretched me and pushed me harder than anything I've ever done in my life. Mm. Um, to be able to slow down and literally strive and coach myself to stand in their tiny little shoes and be like, you know what? This makes no sense whatsoever, <laughs> but clearly to you, it makes all the sense in the world and you're feeling whatever you're feeling. So uh, Amelia came home the other day after school. This was pre-quarantine from preschool and she's four at the time. And she had this look on her face of sadness. I said, what's going on? She said, I'm sad. And I said, well, what are you sad about? And she said, um, so-and-so and so-and-so at school didn't sit with me at the table. Mm. And I thought, what? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Who? Yeah. And why? And what do they say? And you know, I'm going through all these things. And I caught myself and I thought, first of all, this is way too early in her age for mm. me to be able to start talking about who sat with her and who didn't at school right. and how it affected her little heart. But I did have this moment where I thought I am going to, I have a long road of sitting in her shoes and listening because if I don't, if I go into my little five, you know, people should just be independent and do what they need to do and self sustain mm. themselves. Yeah. Then I'll never hear her and she won't ever feel heard. Mm. And so I've really had to grow a lot in a lot of ways, but from from this standpoint, it's been my emotional availability to them. Wow. Yeah, I would imagine. Oh, I mean, I've watched it up close, and you've done an amazing job at it. But I have heard you say this is the hardest thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's challenging. Yeah. It really is. It's 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 beautiful, and it's also demanding. You mm -hmm. know, and and to have certain predispositions like a five, then, you know, it, I, I thrive in stability and calm and anything that's overstimulating and unpredictable and whatever, like everything about zero to five and kids is the antithesis <laughs> of a five. It's crazy. Right. Haley, you should see when I get to their house to eat dinner, I just, we all start screaming. Me oh. and the kids all start screaming and Winston just kind of like, just, just wilts. Like, I think I'm gonna go lay in the back. Yeah, yeah. literally, he just. Is, I mean, it'll be it's a few insanity. minutes. Insanity. Like, okay, everyone. Okay. <laughs> but I stir it up. I stir oh, up it's real great. hard, and yeah. they love it. Yeah. They love it. Well, I do too. But I stir it up real hard. Let's talk about our spiritual life for a minute, Haley, because that's how we know each other is through church. Tell me how about being a five and faith, because I think 
y'all have to have a lot of things proven to you. And God is not something you can prove exactly. So how, how is your faith life affected by your number? If I look back to high school and I went to a Christian high school and I really was really hardcore into the legalism of that and just, you know, here's what's right and wrong because I couldn't quite figure out, I don't think the relationship aspect. I don't, and it's not in a. Legalism was just way easier. It was just so much easier. It was like, it's less in depth. I can just kind of coax through. I can speak Christianese like nobody's business Yeah, and I'll be fine. And so I made it through and I got to. I got to this, uh, there's this mentorship program. It's uh, at a camp I went to in Texas and it's for um, recent high school graduates. And I remember going into that program being like, I can coax, I got this. Yeah. Oh no. Um, So at that moment, I remember we dove past just learning about like the historical context of the books of the Bible. And we dove into like, here's why this historical factor is important. And here's why it's so creative that God did this. Oh, wow. And that really ignited me um, into finding out more. Um, And so as a five, I think my spiritual life looks a lot like discovering the creativity of God through the complexities of his creation. And that is... Wow. Sorry, that was a lot. That's good. No, that's a very good sentence. (laughs) Um, And so just diving into like, I feel so bad. I led a group uh, at church last fall and... Those poor things, they probably thought they were just getting some nice little Bible study. No, they walk in. I'm like, here's the three different Greek words for life yeah, and what girl. they mean in John. And yeah. I just remembered, and that was the Bible study because that's that's how I get passionate. That's how I feel close to God because I look at this and I'm like, none of this is on by accident. Yeah, is there something about the depth of you can dig into scripture and dig, 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 and you're not going to hit the bottom? Is there something good about that? Yes, it's unlimited. Okay. And I can- Do you I like can, that too, Winston? Uh, to a degree, I don't accept it as easily, uh, right? So I, I've got to just say, at a certain point, you just have to trust and have yeah, fine. faith I believe that this here. is. I have to believe here. Yeah. This is where it stops. Ah, uh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. I, I agree with that. I mean, there, there's the belief aspect, and with when it comes to scripture, it's one of those things. I'm either if I'm overwhelmed by the complexity in a bad way, in a like I will never fully understand and know God. That that comes to a point where I'm like, I don't know if that's healthy. Because there comes a point where I can be excited about the amount of information that's in the Bible and like what I can learn about God, and then that needs to transfer into the relationship aspect, okay. and kind of giving up my brain, I don't like giving Ooh. up knowing things for a relationship because that I mean it's a two way street. I mean, giving up my brain to believe is probably a real true feeling for a lot of fives. Right. Would that feel I mean, that feels like something I've heard five say of like, at some point, I just have to stop thinking. Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah, that's I've been excited for you all to get here because you were getting five, six and sevens, which we haven't dove into this very much at all. But it's the thinking triad. Right. So y'all and I are the most similar because we don't do things out of what we feel or what our gut tells us. We spend things in our brains. So that feels really true to me, too, that at some point your brain has to stop and you just have to go and do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how I know, like, when I make life decisions or that kind of thing, because it is such a mind-centered personality. Yeah. That if I know in my gut that I'm supposed to do something, th- that's God. Oh, okay. When it, it when it is outside of your natural. When it's peace without needing to look into further information, that that's God. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. 
Well, one of the questions I prepped y'all with, so we'll go to it, is what what do you need God to say to you on a daily basis? What does it look like for God to to speak to you, to say what you need to hear? I don't know if I specifically hear him, okay. um, which I, I know That's that fair. that works out differently for everyone. And yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that people can't hear God in that sure, way. Sure. Like, <laughs> we hear, we do not hear you judging anybody else's relationship yeah, with just, God. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it's just if I'm considering a decision and I'm praying on it, when that peace hits, because peace isn't natural to me at all. So I'm constantly moving, thinking, observe, observing, trying to figure out what the next step is. But if there comes So are you a, always looking for it? Peace? I don't think I'm always looking for it, but I'm always ready for it. Like mm. so like if it if it happens, I'm not gonna fight it. Okay. What do you think, Winston? What is it that uh, you need? That's a big question. And so But um, luckily you typed up your answer, so we'll be fine. Yeah, well <laughs> just kidding. I'm yeah, sorry. you know, there's just a couple of little Bullet talking points. points. Yeah, sure. Talking points. <laughs> um, I certainly want to know that I am enough, that no matter what, I'm enough, and that his grace is sufficient because I can, I can get in that stress cycle yeah. and self-protect and defend and gather and what diffuses all of that is to hear him say, my grace is sufficient. Huh. And I, I think that's my reminder on a, on a daily basis. I think um, also sometimes I think I project my personality onto God. And I think... I think we all do that, I right? Wonder, I wonder... I don't know. That's where I'm saying this, yeah. this, this might not be a five thing. But, but, but similar to a five, I do wonder does he see me? Like, does he notice me in all of this chaos that's happening? Mm. Um, I notice, I feel like I notice these ultimate details of life that are so acute. I wonder if he notices me. And so to hear him say, I see you is, is like huge, you know? Um, Because I like to be able to say, yeah, I did notice that small little detail over there and in the corner. And I wonder if he could, do the same for me or if that he's a noticer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, What y'all didn't hear at the beginning of the show is Seth Abram talks about characteristics of fives before they, before the listeners hearing you. And if I'm remembering correctly, he, either he said it this, or we've just talked about before that, that there is a real importance for us to see every Enneagram type when we look at God to go like, Oh yeah, that is who he is. If I can notice that deeply, he must notice that deeply. Mm. Um, but it's also that's why good. we need each other. Mm-hmm. It's because I need you to remind me that he knows that deeply. Yeah, that's and good. You need me to remind you that he shows up at your house and riles up your children. <laughs> and party time. <laughs> that he's a party. Right. That he's right. a great time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love this question. Nothing is worse to me than when I feel blank. That was a tough one. Really? Yeah, you had a yeah. lot of answers or none? Uh... I, no, no, it didn't just come to me quickly. So, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I would say nothing is worse to me than when I feel like something doesn't go how I planned it. Mm. Don't sing me happy birthday. Don't surprise me at my birthday. <sighs> don't change up plans on me. Don't say, you know, all right, well, we, we actually are going to call an audible here. Yeah, no, don't do that. To and you. you go on to the next question or whatever. But, um, But I tell you what. It shakes my foundation, so because mm. I, I thrive in stability, predictability, and so spontaneity 
unless I can kind of be the one that comes up with it. Yeah, because right? you've already I, I've already been energy. able to play. Yeah. I've been I've already I can control that. Ah, uh, it's interesting. But um, yeah, I, I think uh, spontaneity and surprises, and when something doesn't go as planned, it just trips me up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that whole fun thing. Just I don't, I think fives are difficult at having fun, like coming up. With, oh, really? Coming up with fun. Like, yeah. what does that really look like for you? Yeah. Studying a tree. Yeah. You know, like, is that <laughs> is that really what you're saying? So right. um, that's mine. I like that. That's a great answer. What about you, Haley? Nothing is worse to me than when I feel. I just don't like to feel belittled at all. Mm. And I don't I don't know if that's just like a me thing or a five thing, but I, I hate being talked down to, especially if I'm an expert in what they're talking to me uh, about. That, uh. if you want to see me get angry four hours later, that's how you do it. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> you want to guarantee I go to bed angry and you never know. Yes. That's <laughs> that how you do me. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, because it, we have the answers that you needed, and you just took them and you just said swept them. Yeah, or when they like ask a question and they just like answer it themselves. I'm like, but you didn't. I know this. Like, mm-hmm. let me yeah. answer this. Yeah. Yeah. Is that true? If it's if you're belittled by men and women, or is that particularly men? No, it's both. <laughs> okay, good. That's good. That's. I mean, I'm just curious. That's a great answer. No, it's it's both, and I think it for me stems from. I mean. It happened in high school. I would ask questions about God, and people told me, hey, that's, mm, no, nah, let's not. You can't ask that. Don't ask that. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah. It, it does reinforce that question to how much of Enneagram is nature and how much is nurture. Mm-hmm. But that is very interesting. Oh, if we go back to elementary school, it, it's it's nature. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was not. You just always were. <laughs> oh, I was in chess club in, like, second grade. <gasps> Are you good at chess? I don't want to say I'm I'm not. You play chess too, don't you? No, I, d- I don't actually. <laughs> oh, in my head you did. But thank no. you for the compliment. <laughs> you play piano. That's what the world doesn't know. Oh, I play piano. Yeah. <gasps> there you of go. Of course, yes. Were you in band? Uh, no. Oh, man. You missed out. I always wanted to be in a band. <laughs> oh, a band. Like a rock band? Or are you yeah, like country yeah. guy? Either. Just anywhere I could be in the background playing something, but not the lead guy, of course. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no, no. You just wanted to be on the stage? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Music's huge. It's incredible. Keep going. Oh, it's just it's therapeutic. So it's just a it's a language that speaks to people in a different way. And um, I've always appreciated it, loved it, been a consumer of it. And I, I think it's a it's just another way for a five to like sit in their thoughts and proce- yeah, why and, the pro- piano? and process. I don't know why. I mean, I, I just I just wanted to in the second grade. I have no idea why. Why I stuck with it, I have no idea. But it was a way to communicate with something that that didn't and this sounds terrible but i could communicate with an instrument that talked back to me the way i wanted it to mm. right like you basically sit down and you say i'm going to play this because this is how i want to feel today mm-hmm. and you can process through things as you play and it's a it's a deep it's a deep language for me like it's it's a therapy i love it does that feel true for you yeah I'd never thought of it that way. Uh, for me, music's just the percussive aspect of it. Like even just, it doesn't have to be a drum, but like if I walk or if I'm moving or if I'm listening to music and I have that, I process a lot faster mm-hmm. if I have that help. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Can we go back to the belittled comment? Yeah. Because <laughs> I ha- I've, I've thought about that. Of course. I, I identify with that because if there is somebody that has disregard for my thought or input, I have filtered and qualified 
whatever I'm going to say or, or, or give to the situation so hard and so much that like, I'm pretty sure it's right. You know, like I'm pretty sure it's valid. I'm pretty sure it has value. And so I'm not just kind of making it up, just kind of verbally processing in a, in a situation like that. Right. So like it goes back to, you know, reading the paragraph ahead of the two students in front of you, like you've planned and prepared for it. And so if somebody just kind of has a disregard for it and doesn't do or even consider what you were saying, you kind of think, well, that's your loss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Because we're, we're I, I feel like I am very hard on myself to make sure that if you're going to speak up, you're going to risk something. If you're going to risk something, then you're going to qualify it. And once that's been through that whole filter, it is a refined and hopefully accurate statement that would add value to this situation. And so if it's not heard... It's real offensive in a way. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So like, she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so, it's, that's all done in 10 seconds. Like, that's oh, not, yeah. yeah. Those are quick. It's not, it's quick. It's yeah. not uh, like, I'm just waiting until a gap in, I mean, I do wait until there's a gap in the conversation to speak. But yeah, if you interrupt mm-hmm. me or, you know, cut me off or, yeah, belittle the comment, it, we're done. I, you will not hear from me <laughs> for like a day or two. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And don't text me on my flip phone. Yeah. Yes. Don't text me a lot of words. Yeah. yeah. Um, so y'all are both okay if someone disagrees with you. Just don't belittle you. You could have a different opinion if you have brought an educated opinion to the conversation. Yes. I love debating people. It's so much fun. Okay. But that's a healthy five. I've had to learn that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so okay. it's it, that moves into engagement. That moves into the challenger, which is the eight. And so bringing a five out of their little tree, you know, is good. Mm-hmm. So we can... I would love to talk. Like, I'd love to have philosophical discussion and, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're talk- talking about the disregard yeah. of it. Like, it's not even worthy of me responding to. That right. would be the deepest cut. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the worst one of, like, that was really dumb. I'm not even going to respond to that. Yeah, yeah. That, like, that's not even worth it. Then oh, you won't hear from Haley done. for a day. You're done. Yeah. Especially yeah, yeah. if we're healthy. Like, if, if a five has done the work to get to going towards an eight – one, you should be We're terrified. We're putting ourselves out there. Uh. <laughs> that too. We're putting ourselves out there, but you should be terrified because not only do we have the facts, we have the passion behind the facts, and that has oh, to be the you, – you She's fear. right. Now like, we're getting there. <laughs> I can feel it. The passion behind the facts. Yeah. That is – Yikes. That is a healthy – Not fact. the facts behind the passion. It's the passion behind the facts. Like yeah. It, there's something different. But that's yeah, good. that's why it hurts so much, especially if you're in that space. Okay. Because you've – got the passion behind the facts, but you've done the work. Yeah, and I bothered to do the work to get there. Mm. And you could have used your energy in another way. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was worth the energy. So, wow. So we better get somewhere with this. You know, <laughs> <that> <laughs> Man, that's wow, good. Wow, that's really good. Eight out of nine of the people listening to this are not fives. I mean, I, I'm hearing you already say one of the ways you can love your fives is by listening to them and, and believing them. But how how do y'all receive love? What does it look like for your friends and family members to love you really well? I touched on this, but noticed, and and that's kind of it's kind of the same theme. But noticed, um, valued, seeing seeing the value in the strengths that I feel like I would have to offer someone who can engage in the intelligence and go there and kind of have this deep deep level structural conversation of certain yeah. ideas or philosophies of life shows me that, oh, it, you know, I'm worthy of, I'm worthy of that for you, you know? Wow. Um, 
but but also just just being noticed for what you know we would offer to at the table yeah yeah when someone bothers to like learn the whatever area of interest that I have gone really deep into to talk with me about it or they'll let me talk about it that that that's one way just like showing up and being there um inviting me and not expecting me to show up yeah that'd be nice like still I still want to be invited I just most likely might not come but I still want to know that you'd appreciate me being there Mm. um and then please don't get hurt if I don't show up because if I'm showing up, I'm a hundred percent there for you. If I'm not showing up, it's because I don't want to give you half of me. Mm. Do you say that to people? I can't come tonight because I don't want to give you half of me. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll just tell them like, Hey, my energy's low. I can't come tonight. Yeah. 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 You should say that. Mm-hmm. I think people can really respond well to communication. Mm-hmm. I think that's really good. Okay, what have we not said about fives that you want the world to know? We're almost done. You've really done it, you guys. Oh, wow. Thank <laughs> Didn't you that go so fast? much. <laughs> Did it feel like it went fast to you? No. Yeah. Yeah. I when she you, started talking great. about facts and passion, I was like, this is, this place is starting to go. We're ready. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, now we're getting started 45 minutes in. <laughs> yeah. What? We, we need a warm up. Yeah. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> we'll just start now. We'll delete the first 45 minutes and now we'll just go for another. No, What's like your you. weird, not weird, but like, what are you really passionate about learning about? Is there something that's just kind of like off the wall that you know a lot about? I wanted to ask that too. That's a great question. Oh man. I think it changes for me and it none of, I mean, it's all total nerdy stuff. Like I grew up learning about birds and flowers and trees and stuff. So I, I enjoy like being able to identify Birds? Birds. I didn't know Are that you about a birder? You? I'm not, a birder? But I'm not a birder. You kind uh, of are. They meet at Radnor. You should totally go. <gasps> Do they really? I, I'm not a birder. <laughs> but you're going to And I don't that. study them. First of all, this was a Haley question to me, oh. and I'm getting put way on the spot with what What do I like to – I, I am not a – I'm a generalist. I don't, I don't feel like I am an expert in anything specifically. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing, I feel like everybody that knows me is screaming at me right now. It's weather. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. It's weather. I am such a weather consumer. It's unbelievable. I, I, I would have just a running Doppler on my TV at home 24 <laughs> 7 if I could. Of Nashville or of the world or how, how zoomed in do you want to see? The Southeast. Yeah, you just okay. want to see what's I, happening all around. Well, us. I want to see where it's coming from, of course. Yeah, you want to see know, that sandstorm yeah. that's like coming at us right now. Yeah, yeah. That's I, a thing. Yikes. It's, um, and I also, seriously, I feel closest to God during kind of storms and certain weather situations. It's Mm -hmm. like nature just kind of brings it out of me. But I, but I also just, I love to like read about it, learn about it and, and watch it come through. So Winston's not on Instagram, but if he was, he would follow all weather accounts. Oh, for sure. Yes. For sure. What's the best weather? We just app? had the longest day of the year, the summer solstice. I know. Yeah. So, Are you, do you want me to tell you how a seven responds to that? That means sad. the days are getting shorter. It gets too short. <laughs> I was so excited that, and I'm like, every day we're getting closer to darkness. Oh, well, I'm so, so excited for that. that. I, I love winter. Oh, do you? Oh, I, can't oh, I wait love winter. For it to cool off. It's the best. <laughs> it's you guys. We have the complete opposite reaction to the summer solstice, and the fact that we're talking about the summer solstice is really exciting for me. Right? Yeah, you love this. I love the summer solstice, longest day of the year. That means we're still incrementally 
the longest days of the year. We're like uh, yeah. eight It's a minute a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nothing. I got to know what Haley's an expert in. Well, mine's not as useful as yours. No, that's well, great. I'm not useful. I'm, I don't listen to me give weather advice, but it's fun. Uh, I know way, way too much about like the Northern Ireland Troubles and <gasps> Irish poetry and really? all that fun stuff. Why? Oh, wow. I, I studied abroad there, but also I'm, I'm Irish. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's always been fascinating to me. And the fact that like you can be, I mean, just the conflict of it and everything and how yeah. like they're less than 10 years out of it. There's a beautiful poem called Ceasefire by Michael Longley. Uh-huh. I highly recommend it. Okay. Um, it's nerdy. It's bad. Like It's not bad. It, well, okay, not bad, but it's just, it does not apply to, like, my life at all. I now, when I great. watch Dairy Girls, I'm doing great, like, because I, I know what's happening, but that, yes. that's about it. I have to mm. use subtitles when I watch oh, Dairy do. Girls, yeah, because I'm like, I can't understand what these I love their accents are saying. Yeah, that's it's amazing. great. <laughs> um, do y'all have any other to- deep dive topics like that that you love? Weather, the Irish. I love space. Oh, you love space? I love space. It's close to weather. It yeah. is. <laughs> If you just keep going. It does impact them, yes. <laughs> it does. Like, at some point, they're, you know, together. You also, to be fair, Winston, I would like to submit that you also know a lot about safety. You know uh, a lot about, yeah. what is it called? Code orange? What do you call it? Yes. Yeah. It's not code. It's, it's condition white, yellow, <laughs> orange, yeah. and red. Yeah. Yeah. You just know a lot about about keeping things safe. Like OSHA? From, from, a, from a self-awareness standpoint. Oh. And from like a and, home protection. And home protection and yeah, firearms. Yeah. Are you a six wing? I'm a four actually. Me too. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's where the piano comes in, I'm convinced. Uh, oh yeah, maybe. Uh yeah, yeah. Home protection, self self awareness. Yeah. Don't go through <laughs> life acting like everything is you know, butterflies and right. rainbows. Pay attention to your surroundings. Pay attention. Yeah. Fill up with gas and look around. Yeah. <laughs> fill up with gas and look around that is like that is such a winston if you had (laughs) t-shirts based on things you said about yeah yeah, fill up with gas and look around watch your back right put it on the back wow okay (laughs) (laughs) northern ireland we don't have time we don't have time you know for that deep dive that's that's good good. um okay anything else i have one thing oh good so does i do too after is this the hey what do you want people to know thing yeah it's whatever you want it to be Fives are are much more emotionally wired than perceived. Mm. But the difference is we just don't emote as much. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Or so, in front of people. Or in front of people. Yeah. And it's not as it's not as on the surface. Yeah. But I feel like there is a stereotype that fives don't have as much emotion. And that's not true for any of us. Mm-hmm. It it just comes through in different ways and different levels. Um, so that's what I wanted to say. Okay. Why does that? Why is that important to you? I think sometimes fives can can be perceived that they have a disregard for the person mm-hmm. on the other end because of their cavalierness, if that's a word, sure. for the answer. Got it. You know. Um, so it looks like they become a bulldozer, mm. and they all they want is the result, and it's a right or wrong, and it's proven. Right. And it's a hypothesis that you just, you know, won a prize for. And so you would stereotype the five to to say, well, well, then they don't care about people or they don't care about emotion or they don't have emotion because, man, did, did you see, you know, it's like an engineer, which is where I started in college. And then I was like, I'm not doing this, not smart enough. <laughs> but but stereotypically, an engineer, you'd say, oh, well, you know, they're just about the numbers. 
Yeah. There's not room there for emotion. Because if you bring emotion into a bridge, then it falls down. Uh, but but I think that's a stereotype. And so that's why I want to defend it a little bit and put yeah. it out there and say, you do, we do. And it should come out. And it probably does with your closest circles. And that's a good thing. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. That's great. Oh, it came out during quarantine. That's for sure. Did it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Also, if you ask a five friend, like, if they need help or if they need something, do it twice. Ah, Please do it twice. twice. Because the first time I'm going to say no, because I think you're just doing it to be nice. But if you if you really do mean it, don't do it if you don't mean it. But if you really do mean it, ask a second time. Okay. Because that, yeah, that'll actually, that might get my attention and have given me time to actually think about what I might need. Okay. It's like a follow-up. It's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I respect that. Um, you guys, well done. I know this Great is job, very far outside of your comfort zone. Haley's stretching out over there. <laughs> like, I'm ready for my nap. The last question. Honor. Well, what an honor that you would do this and you would do this. I'm very yeah. grateful. Um, the last question we always ask on the That Sounds Fun podcast. Tell me what you do for fun. <laughs> do fives have fun? Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we do. I hope so. I mean, I have water balloons written down. <laughs> oh, tell me more. Oh. <laughs> now that. Did you know that some genius figured out a way to to hook a water balloon thing to a hose and it fills up like 20 of them? Yes. yes. I've, I've never done it, but I've seen I don't know how they, tie, they tie those tie off. off. That's what I don't they know. They tie off automatically. How? How do you? I don't know. I don't know either. So how, I've just been thinking about off? that I feel, I feel, this summer. Just, <laughs> how am I going to survive the summer solstice? Water balloons. Water the balloons. new water balloon. Do you have the thing that gets them off? That makes 20 at a time? Not yet, but Amazon does. I was like, so. I've seen them at Walmart if you need mm. that. So you just love water balloons? I, I mean... It, it sounds fun to you. It just sounds fun. Yeah, great. I answer. think you said, "What do I do in life that that is fun?" I mean, nope. I said, "What sounds fun to you?" And you said, "Water balloons," and that is the <laughs> right answer. <laughs> okay, water balloons, great answer. Uh, Michael Ware said, "Water parks," and I think he might be a five. So that doesn't that doesn't surprise me. Well done. Water parks are awesome. Water parks are awesome. They're are so we ever going to get to go to water parks again? Nope. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> But if we do, there's going to be like three people there. Yeah, I mean, that's and right. then you'll have it to yourself. I, right. I think the one in Nashville is open. <gasps> is it? Nashville yeah. Shores? Yeah. I, I mean, th- you're going to try to tell me I have to wear a mask, but I'm getting in the same liquid as other people? How can that be true? <laughs> I mean, there's chlorine, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe the chlorine's just up by 80. We're all going to have bleached hair by the end of the summer, but at least we went to Nashville Shores. I do enjoy it. It is one of my very favorite water parks. Um, okay, Haley, what do you do for fun? Um, Tell me what sounds fun to you. Sorry. I really want trivia night back. I haven't gotten it back yet. Yeah. I mean, my friends would go to trivia on Thursdays. And yeah, I, How I miss that. How do you prepare that. for trivia in a five's brain? I don't need to because here's the thing with trivia. Oh. Either, oh, wow. Like, <laughs> okay, that sounded cockier than I No, I be. liked it. No, it's um, life. Yeah. I really liked it. I mean, I've prepared my whole life for it. But yeah. when I <laughs> – it's been bad at trivia. I, I talk too much during it. But – so I either know it most of the time. You know do. it. Yeah. If I don't know it, I learn something. Oh, so it's a win-win. So trivia is great. It's super efficient. It's like I either get to show off a little. Yeah. Um, and have fun with friends and see what they randomly know. Right. Um, and then if I don't know it, I learn something new. Brilliant. That's mm-hmm. a great answer. Both of you. You know what the most five thing I could say to have fun is? Is like open a box with instructions and then build something. <laughs> If if you identify with that, you're probably a five. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing that a lot lately with furniture. So. Yeah, you're not the guy who throws away the instruction and goes for it. No, no, no. That's just like throwing away the, you know, 
The guidebook. The guidebook. Yeah. And Tomorrow. then do you save them? Because like underneath the desk I have assembled is taped the instructions in case I move. I mm. don't plan on it. But in case I do, I have it. So Depends I have... on what it is, but more often than not, I do. Just mm-hmm. in case. Yeah. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> because what if I take it apart and then I, I could figure it out. Sure. But I want to do it the right way. Yeah. And I want it to be, hopefully, if it's furniture, structurally sound. Yeah. So there you go. You guys, these fives, right? They're so great. I'm so thankful for Winston and Haley telling us their thoughts, really sharing from inside the mind of a five. I just feel like I learned a lot in this conversation. As we're sharing all things Enneagram, I just want to remind you about our Ennea Summer 2020 sponsor. If you're curious about your number, if you've listened so far and you still don't totally know where you fit, I encourage you to check out your Enneagram coach and take the assessment. They have amazing courses and tools to learn more about Enneagram and building relationships with other numbers. You can take the assessment by going to your Enneagram coach dot com slash that sounds fun or by clicking through the links in our show notes. As you may know, we've been saving a question or two for that YouTube clip. And for all of our any Summer 2020 guests, we're talking about the election. So to hear some really uh, processed thoughts from the Enneagram 5s, head to youtube.com slash Annie F. Downs TSF, or just click the link in the show notes below. And hey, if you identify as an Enneagram 5, we love you and we need you. And will you share this episode with your people so we can get to know you better and love and understand you? as well as possible. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. Don't forget we have those special summertime koozies, all Enneagram themed over at shopanniefdowns.com. Coming up next week, we finish up Ennea Summer. How is it already over, you guys? Uh, Two more shows to go in our Ennea Summer 2020 the Enneagram sixes, and then we end with the party that we should end with, the Enneagram sevens. And so we got two more shows, so make sure you're subscribed. If you haven't yet, hit subscribe so you don't miss any good shows that are coming up. And if you get a chance to rate and review the show, that would mean a whole lot. I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I'll do the same. We'll see you back here on Monday. Y'all have a great weekend. Bye.